Okay, so welcome uh, everybody to Rendezvous with John and Jamie McGlue um, and uh, Grace McGlue, although she's not uh, here <laughs> in the room. She's next door. Um, so I've uh, just been blessed with a child. And so uh, my father is here to discuss with me becoming a father and what fatherhood's all about or something like that. So um, thanks for being here, Dad, in every yeah, yeah, thank you. It's really nice. It's strange speaking to you from the other side of the world. I'm in a hotel room in Melbourne. Yeah. In Victoria, Australia, which is uh, just about as far away as you can get from Dublin, Ireland. So mm. I grew up in Dublin, moved to Australia when I was 24, <laughs> you know, 36 years ago, 35, 36 years ago. And um, and then one of my beloveds ends up living in Dublin and has his first child and my third grandchild. And uh, I can't wait to see Grace when I get to meet her in a few weeks. First of all, tell me, how is Johanna mm. and, and Grace? How's mum and the bub? They're all good? Yeah, they are all good, yeah. Um, Johanna's doing amazing and uh, blooming like a radiant flower, I would say. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, the baby's doing great as well. Um, very uh, adorable and... Uh, kind of hilarious in small ways, just like <laughs> doing you know, little things. Are, I don't know if it's like some parenting instincts where you're like, you know, you know, they, they smash your pr most prized possession. You're like, Oh, that's so cute. You know, some <laughs> thing to make us take care of them. Um, but no, I think it's just like something about them. They're so like, um, I don't know. Yeah. There's something I can't put my finger on, but, but um, so yeah, just be really amusing in small little ways, um, and so she'll be you know like like seems like life is so new to her you know um, so that like she'll be even just there's a certain level of discomfort with this dimension just like eh, what's going on what's this feeling in my belly you know but um so she'll go in a wave between that kind of thing which we soothe her out of oh it's okay um and then just being kind of like well looking around just being so open and so it's just so fun like you know we talk to her or play you know sing her some music or something and and Johanna's um yeah like uh kind of had like more or less like the perfect birth as far as we we're concerned you know and healing really well and so feeling very blessed and it, it's a great time for everybody the the magic and the joy and the happiness you know, spreads right throughout the family and and friends and it's new for everybody what's that first week been like for you jamie i worked out that as we speak grace is is a week and several hours old yeah. how has that first week been for you as a dad good question um uh so well i think um my uh i'd say sleepy Sleepy. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, how's my first week been? Well, cosmic. 
I'll just throw some adjectives. Sleepy, cosmic, beautiful, um, uh, meaningful, um, easy in a way. Like someone, um, well, yeah, I think because just like I knew, you know, I'm just like totally committed and like, yeah, whatever's needed. So it's, it's one of those things where once someone at the cafe was like, oh, how, how's it been? You know, hard? And I was like, oh, not really. Really? I was like, well, I don't know. I'm kind of sleepy, but just just do what you have to do. It's, it's great. <laughs> but overall, I'd say, how has it been? I'd say, uh, yeah, it's been kind of, um, yeah, obviously it's a new, a new chapter uh, in my life, but it's a chapter I was looking forward to from like a pretty young age, you know? And, um, but, but so I, you know, I've been off work. I'm just at home with, you know, the, the missus and the, and the wee little baby. And it's kind of, yeah, been kind of just a very simple kind of grounding thing and just being there, like, you know, whatever the baby needs, like I'm there. And so in a funny way, I think some people might think like, oh my God, being a father, that sounds terrifying and so much responsibility. But I think what's terrifying and has so much pressure is maybe like not like, uh, I think maybe it's there's, in a way that's almost, it's less terrifying. There's less pressure having a baby because it just grounds you into, oh, it's life's very simple. Take care of this person. And then in all the spare time, do whatever you want, you know? Yeah, it's a it's a big change. What what do you think has surprised you most? What surprised me most? Um geez. So this is where like <laughs> deep sleep comes into play. My mind. <laughs> what surprised me most is the way I've got trouble stringing a sentence together anymore because exactly. I've had a I've had a an accumulation of eight hours sleep in a week. <laughs> yeah. I'd say what surprised me is that I haven't been surprised. Just kidding. No, yeah. I'm just, just trying to throw paradoxes out there. Um, what has actually surprised me? Let's see. Well, let me let me ask ask it another way because I think it sounds like it's been overwhelmingly um, amazing the the experience, and I think you're incredibly lucky because Johanna is gorgeous and beautiful and is very grounded as a as a person, so you've got a great partner to do this. Yeah, definitely. With. And I know from the you know the youngest age, you know you're 31 now, but from a pretty young age, you'd always considered what was important. I remember you talking to me about this, but what you considered important when, in terms of when you become a, a dad, and I think you always look forward to that. I think you're pretty fortunate that. Um, uh, that it's at this time and place and in in this setting, I think it it's been overwhelmingly positive. That's my perception of it. And and I guess I remember back when you and your twin brother Mark were born and Alex before that. You can't plan or legislate for this stuff. You know, just about in every aspect of life, you can sit down and you can, particularly nowadays with the the internet being being abundant and with the dawn of chat GPT and auto GPT, well, yeah. <laughs> anything is possible. But we we kind of, I think, um, in many aspects of our lives, try to measure our life in coffee spoons. You know, we plan everything to to within an inch. 
Yeah. But when it comes to parenthood, well, gee, how do you how do you do that? Yeah. It's coming the emotions, the logistics, the physical demands, the emotional demands are they're abundant. So but but you know, I it, it's sometimes small things that, that give you kind of great happiness in those early days and weeks. We just go, holy hell. It uh yeah kind of dawns on you that you know this is a this is a very very big thing and it's an extension of yourself which is and you're an extension of of, of me and your mum barbara yeah and but are you an extension of me well yeah uh well there's been a lot of reverse engineering going on as we know but we can talk about that another time take into account reincarnation reverse osmosis yes so uh but you know it's sometimes those small things that surprise and bring great joy and that never changes as a as a parent not in my experience yeah yeah for sure um is that different for you though in terms of how you felt in this first week compared to what you perceived it might like it might be like yeah good question um i think not really like i think like kind of similar to your question about like you know what surprised me i think kind of like the way i approached it is um you know i um i used to overthink things and now i just think things you know so maybe sometimes I overthink them but like my general way of doing things is to be a little bit like obsessive in like trying to understand things you know so I was already going okay what's it going to be like what's it going to be like and then and what should I do you know and um and so then I was kind of came to the conclusion like oh yeah I think it's just like one of those threshold things you know like Morpheus in the matrix I can show you that I can um show you the door but you know um only you can walk through it um and uh, so, oh, yeah, I think like you can't understand it until you, you know, become a father or become a parent. Yeah. Um, and there's no optionality around blue pill or red pill. Oh, it yeah. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. The dice cast. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of felt like, uh, yeah, well, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And so so I kind of expected the unexpected, you know. And so um, then I guess haven't really been too surprised, but more just like open to just like, yeah, like, oh, um, oh, it's true what they say, like, you know, at least for now. I think maybe I'm still optimistic, you know, I'm kind of stubborn slash optimistic in that, like, longer term. I'm like, no, I, I, I want to get good sleep. Oh, yeah, you know, um, or whatever, you know. Um, but in the, sh- in the short term, for sure, like, no, <laughs> baby needs food, mm-hmm. baby needs to, you know, have a nappy change, so not getting too much. Let, let me give, let me give, let me just gaze into the crystal ball for a moment and and maybe just give you a little taste of what's to come the sleep thing and not a lot of it in the first number of years uh around about four or five something really surprising will happen and she will sleep for 10 hours you know from seven o'clock at night until five in the morning or 11 hours and after about four or five you'll be going in to check her every half an hour so that's kind of like a false dawn in terms of a good night's sleep. When they get to about seven or eight, they'll get some good sleep. Then by the time the early teens come on, 
uh, lab music starts, uh, which hopefully you have given her uh, and exposed her to in the first place. And then as the mid-teens and the late-teens come, well, then you're going to be um, having sleepless nights again, worried about where the hell she is and who the who the hell is that who's dating her and yeah. all of that. It's all ahead. So it, it's it's uh, it's episodic and it's cyclical. It's not a kind of a, a a linear kind of move away from sleepless nights. It'll, it'll come and go at you, mate, for quite a while. <laughs> and we'll it's, see. And it's, it's we'll wonderful. see. That's all I'll we'll say. This is a funny thing. It's like say um, with like uh, also listening to the experience of those who've come before you, you know, and the wisdom of the elders, so to speak, you know. And then also kind of, and I think there's a lot of benefit in that, um, but then also kind of being able to follow your own intuition with certain things, you know, and say like around the baby, you know, there's been certain things where it's like, oh, they say you're meant to do this. Um, and I'll be like, mm, really? Uh, and, you know, but it's been good that like, say, Johan and myself, like we don't always see eye to eye on things at first, but we always communicate. We always talk, you know, and so we'll just research things and talk it through and Maybe we might have, un, you know, some uncomfortable conversations for a while, but then we're slowly edging forth from these two perspectives. So you're kind of getting three-dimensional view of something. Um, and but um, and so it could be like, you know, the view is tradition versus your own intuition, or it could be two different traditional, you know, people, two different cultures or something. But I think that's been another interesting thing about um, becoming a parent is like, say, weighing up like what I think, say, you would suggest or what I would think what Johanna would or what someone else would think. Um, um, and then, but yeah, for sure, there are certain things. Like I would not be shocked if it turns out like sleep, you know, um, it goes on an interesting journey for a while, but that's fine, whatever, you know. But um, and, it, it, and it is, the communication thing is, is vitally important. And Johanna is from the Czech Republic. You're from Australia. Both of you have come together living in countries, which isn't the country of your birth or your upbringing or your education. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a whole lot of stuff, you know, not having big family structures around, not having your mum and dad and, for example, close by. Yeah. Uh, you know, the same with Johanna, not living in the same country. It's it's bloody hard. And, yeah. it, and it's it's really, it. so the good communication is obviously, I mean, self-evidence is vitally important. The, but the, the other thing which becomes a, a challenge and you touched on it is where you say people give you advice about this is what you're supposed to do with, uh, as a with a baby as a, and as a parent and we'll get to the dad's thing i'm sure because there's a huge amount of pressure uh i think on on blokes um to be uh, a certain way and behave in a certain way and mm. as you know, largely um that is is welcome and desired the pressure on on dads now i think is um is is enormous Pe pressure on parents is enormous but the bit where people are saying you should do this or that for a kid one two three one of the challenges is that many many times what you think instinctively is kind of the right thing to do um we all go off and we research stuff and you kind of reach the the sooner you reach the conclusion that you don't have all the answers, the better is probably a plain English way of describing it. And and the, the clever thing to do is to identify from whom and from where you get good advice. Yeah, who do you listen to? 
Yeah, who do you listen to? Um, in our experience, child health nurses are really, really good. Um, they are just uh, amazing people who whose kindness and professional wisdom and generosity and goes way beyond uh, a job. You know, it's and it's it's way beyond it. It's it's a great profession and. Uh, take my hat off to people who are good at it. And they're great, great source of of really good advice and really good information and an example of the importance of picking and choosing from whom and from where you get you you get advice. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. there's a mountain of there's a mountain of there's billions of people who've gone before you. And in the last since you were born, like, you know, 30 and a bit years ago, the advances in um, medical science, the advances in behavioral science, advances in education are, are, are enormous. Uh, not all of the developments, I think, are, are good in terms of the pressures that now come on kids to do things. I mean, I think Grace will be a computer coder before she's 10, maybe before she's five. Um, but uh, there's such a body of of assistance and information, and that's yeah. that's why it's available. It's just she's been born at a, at a good time in that regard, and Good for her parents too, because those sources of of help and and so forth are, are abundant. Yeah, yeah, I think it's um, yeah, so a blessing and then a curse in some ways. Like where just that the whole in general in something we deal with, like um, in societies like you know, um, was it paralysis by analysis that kind of thing, and just kind of um, information overload. And so there's the, it makes it harder in a way because you have to pick through the information, but yeah, ultimately it's a blessing because if you, you just put in the time, then you will be able to kind of figure out with your intuition of who do you listen to um, and who can you trust, whatever, and who's got authority and, you know, expertise. Um, you can kind of sift through things and find, you know, kind of compare all oh, these persons and anything I'm not sure about. I look up one side and then I look up the other side and I just go back and forth, you know, I think yeah, I I do it slightly differently I, uh, because of because of again the abundance of information and because of the fact that if I go looking for to to prove a certain hypothesis, I can readily do it a hundred times over. Yeah, uh, through sources that I'll I'll find online, um, but ultimately, uh, I don't do that game of research ping pong. Yeah, uh, I go I go to people whose expertise I trust and. And I short circuit the whole thing That's for two fair. reasons. One, one because people are expert in those areas, and I'm happy to rely upon their expertise. And secondly, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, which is probably something I'm we experiencing more and more as the yeah, I'm more of a family man. But I would say <laughs> the, the 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 my basic uh thing there is what I wanted to say there is like I think ultimately the answer is to ask questions you know like just stay open to information you know yeah and and it, it's amazing in general discourse and this is a broader point but it's it's an interesting one in relation to discussions around parenthood uh, um, and that is you'll notice in general conversation with people you bump up against it's always a good, interesting kind of measure to take of how often they talk and how often you talk. 
yeah. that that balance because it tells you a lot of things. Uh, people are talking ninety percent of the time; they can't be listening. Yeah, and there's a respect thing which comes in as well. But also the number of times that people ask questions of other people. Yeah, a lot of people talk, but the amount of time that people will kind of sit and having a conversation with whoever it might be. Uh, in your case, it might be, uh, you know, a child health nurse or a doctor or yeah. an educator about about grace. But the number of, you just watch and listen and you'll see the number of uh, just such a high incidence of people talking and talking and talking like I am right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, but then there's a balance, right? We need to talk. It's like expression and experience, kind of yin and yang, you know, the active and the passive, the giving and the receiving. Um, and I think, yeah, good information flow. You kind of need a bit of both. You need to kind of, you know, in any field. But um, but yeah, but speaking of asking questions, so let me ask you a question. Um, so what would you say? So, you know, it's um, it seems like, you know, and, stands to reason that your experience of fatherhood has changed over time and it's still you know an evolving thing and now you've got you know grandfatherhood um which i guess is a whole other experience um and you've had that for a few years now but um like say fatherhood what was that experience like for you um and you know if you can make any general comments that's good but at least just for, you know for you like um psychologically or kind of spiritually or just any Ali you want to talk about? Yeah, how, how was that for you, that change, you know? It was quite enormous uh, because I, it, it happened not long after I had moved my life from being a young kid in Ireland to living and working and essentially growing up in Australia and properly growing up. And uh, Alex arrived, you know, within a couple of years and... It was, you know, a profound kind of change uh, in terms of I had, um, for the first time in my hands, because I was adopted as a child, I had for the first time in my hands a, a kind of living being who was part of who I am, who was a blood relative. Mm -hmm. um, so that was quite a profound thing. The fact that there was this utter total reliance on mum primarily but mum and dad for the well-being of the child is 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 overwhelming the the bringing of a of the start of a new life is something which i find deeply moving um you know and i think that to me was um was incredibly emotional ex experience and i kind of um, started leaping forward, thinking, "How you know what is, what is this child? What kind of life is this child gonna, gonna have?" And try to reflect when I had spare time, I guess, and subliminally, this sort of subconsciously, this happened. We start thinking about what kind of dad do I, do I want to be? Basic instincts, kind of, I remember kicking in. I, I and it was certainly the case when you and Mark came along. Uh, that you want to be a, a a provider. You start thinking about protecting, about providing for 
you start thinking about um, wanting to make uh, life as good as possible for for your children. In my case, I really wanted the, the life of my children, my sons, to be. Uh, I wanted to have, for them to have every opportunity in life and maybe have opportunities that weren't available to me when I was growing up. Uh, you know, in very different circumstances. So I think um, I strangely, when I think about it, I, but a lot of the a lot of what I wanted to do was to be a, a father who provided, um, who protected, um, and you know, and you know, you say that my sense of fatherhood is has evolved. It's evolved and mutated. <laughs> it's and. You know, and I and I was thinking about our discussion and you becoming a dad, and the same when Alex became a dad, um, about what uh, you know, what what makes for a good dad, and it's stuff like just spending. I mean, I think that that what I would do differently, I would spend a lot more time. I'd be a lot more present with my with my kids. I mean, you talked before about not paralysis by analysis, and and. I mean, one of the things with which you and Mark have spoken to me at great length about is about the importance of being present. Yeah. You know, you can't really change too much about yesterday and mm -hmm. the reality is today. Um, get as present as you can and that's going to make a difference. And the extension of that for fatherhood is that you're present with your children. And uh, I would do diff that differently if I had my time again because I think that that as much time as you possibly can spend with your children is just it's the best time you're ever going to have and that time from when a child is born like grace a week ago um to when she's 21 that's going to go in the blink of an eye you 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 yeah. want that time just just flies and you're already you know, yeah just yeah time accelerates. time accelerates and when you get to my age it accelerates it at a great rate of knots, but I think uh, when, when I think about, uh, I guess one thing also being my experience of being a dad was a lot of the time I, and you can't really do this. This is probably not the best thing to do, where you project onto your children what maybe what you would like them to do, what you think they should do. Well, they're really smart kids; they should become a whatever. Yeah. Um, and I know I encouraged. Uh, you and Alex to study law, mm. and he, you know, um, and you, uh, uh, you started studying law, and then decided that <laughs> philosophy and politics were were more interesting. Alex stayed with it, but but that whole essence of me saying, well, um, well, look, I, I think you've got to be careful not to project onto your children what you think they should be or give them great expectations. I think you. You nurture, you educate grace to within an inch of a life. Mm. You know, you just, education is is everything. Socialize well, make her confident, self-reliant. Health is such a, is such a big, big, big thing. But in that, that optionality is going to be the big thing. We've got an, another kind of industrial revolution underway now. And, you know, all of us are going to have multiple jobs and what have you. Shh. Optionality with a child is really important to make sure that they have maximum amount of optionality not the option that you want for them but the options that may be needed or that she might think about in three years time that she 
that she wants. So I think that's pretty uh, vital. We're in a, a kind of a, um, a strange world, you know, where um, a lot of things are changing, fast moving, and um, there's a, a, the, some great substantial events happening in the world, which are going to happen during Grace's lifetime. And for that reason, I think geography is important. I think you should come back and live in Australia, but that's mm -hmm. only because I'm being really selfish. Um, but I think it's increasingly complex. Now it was more simple, I think, when I became a dad because, you know, you you earn money, you protect. Um, you, 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 there were less external influences. Social media didn't exist. The internet didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, AI and everything else that's that's coming. So I think getting the settings is right for your child is a bit more complex now than it was for me. Uh, geography is important. You know where you're physically settled. The the environment of which somebody um, gets to gets to live and grow up is increasingly important. Um, yeah. Optionality, health, friends, family. Ultimately, it comes back to family and friends. You know, ultimately, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. So they say it takes a village to raise a child, and it. They also say you know you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, or and it's not entirely true, you know, but like speaking to the the massive influence we have um, on those we regularly are around, you kind of fall into resonance. And so, yeah, I think definitely that's the case with your physical setting, like geography um, and, you know, more importantly, the culture of the area you're in. The yeah. What they value. Yeah, vitally, vitally important. What, have, you, have you thought about this, Jimbo? Have you thought about what kind of dad you want to be oh yeah um definitely what, what have you reflected well good question there jonathan um so i think uh well kind of in a nutshell i mean i want to be a present dad like so the past and the future don't really exist except as abstractions as you were mentioning there so i want to be present and um kind of uh that's the main thing, live in the now and then everything uh, that already is, you know, avoiding a lot of unnecessary, you know, mediocrity, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I want to be a conscious father, kind father, a pro protecting father, you know, definitely like that. Those instincts are kicked in of like, just, okay, bring in resources and like, Oh, you're just so sweet and beautiful and amazing. And like, you know, so full of potential. Like, Oh my God, what are you going to be like when, looking at pictures of Johanna when she's a, a baby and be like, and here she is now. And I know that's, that she was, that, that little baby is a bud full of the potential of that, you know, life to grow. And like, okay, Grace is going to be the same. She's not going to be a baby forever. Look, she's going to be some, you know, character full of personality and okay, what's it going to be? And so it's, you know, I, I want to protect and kind of nourish and provide. Um, and, and it does, like you're saying, so as you mentioned a few th interesting things I want to comment on, but um, so it does definitely feel like, I think my generation, yours probably more than your, the previous generation again, and then mine even more. And then the, the generation after me, like even more like, you know, uh, my beautiful niece and nephew or Grace, you know, generation. But it's like being pulled further and further out of the real world into this kind of virtual world or, and then also just abstractions of 
just you know, if you get highly educated, it's possible to start living in a world of ideas. And, um, you know, it's like you said, you used to say, oh, it would be, you know, it's good to work in service industries for a bit. You get a, a feeling for like the way the, the nuts and bolts of the world a bit, which I think is very true. And working as a kitchen hand was helpful for me. Um, and you treat those kinds of people with much more respect after that. But I think fatherhood's one of those things where it kind of grounds you into kind of like the real world. And so it's a good balancing against some of these forces of like this new economy and um, way of life, which is avail- developing with technology. But just about as a father, so, you know, I want to be, you know, nice and I want to be, you know, um, useful and all this. But I think the core of it is kind of like what, you know, um, is uh, something I wanted to mention about what you said just before, which is like you don't want to project onto your children. Um, you don't want to live vicariously through them or you don't want to like, you know, project onto them, like, you know, influence them, like do, you know, do what I want to do. But I think that's a paradox there. It's an, that's a thing where actually you do want to do that, but not too much. And so it's kind of a thing where you could take it the wrong way and say, you know, like the thing of the pendulum swinging this way too far, that way too far, but it slowly finds balance. It seems like through the generations, families are experiencing um, life and challenges and kind of learning. And then maybe that they pass on, you know, to their children, they want them to be a little bit better than them. And maybe it's not in every aspect, but in most aspects, the child is a bit more adaptive than the parent. And then they pass on, you know, some nonsense to their kids, but mostly they pass on, you know, more adaptive behavior. Um, but I feel like you, yeah. What, what is the balance do you think between um, kind of, because it seems like you do want to set, you do want to guide and fathers, especially seems like in a nutshell, mothers are more like accepting, nourishing, you know, ground them with love. Fathers are more like, guidance exposure kind of encourage them to grow and develop in healthy patterns so what do you think is the correct balance there between you, know, you don't do nothing right uh you you don't want to uh, absolutely I'll, I'll tell you two very specific ways in which you want to influence that's music and literature oh yeah you did very well with that. yeah yeah <laughs> oh i do remember some of the albums that were thrown back at me when i handed them over first what is this rubbish yeah. Like, okay, computer by Radiohead and yeah. Moan's live album, rubbish. Yeah. Gee. Um, and then I thought to myself, where did I go wrong? I thought I was doing all the right things. Uh, look, I think, uh, I think what's, if that word sounds very cold and, and, and sterile optionality, but what I mean by that is you, you need to make sure that people, that you're, Kids don't go down a single path, especially one you've chosen for them, and leave a lot of emotional money on the table, you know, and don't, um, I think you should expose them to as many different things as possible. They'll make up their own mind eventually. I always thought around, uh, you guys were growing up, having interesting different people around the dinner table was, was pretty important people from kind of all walks of life. My people who were highfalutin lawyers and business people, people who were um, scaffolders and tradies who were my very, very close mates from the rugby club, Um, people who were musicians, um, politicians, poor people, well-off people, just a whole range of people, straight people, gay people. And... And I remember at one point when you guys were in your, in your teens and 
And I remember uh, try mentioning somebody's name about somebody who was famous or something. You were going, ah, no, I don't, don't really, don't really care. Yeah, I know who they are. Yeah, I've met them, but you know, couldn't really care about them really. And and I thought at that time, well, that was pretty good because so many people would just get stars in the rise and at at times like that, and you guys couldn't give a rat's, didn't care. Yeah, well, and, I think, kind of and I think you were just, I think exposing people to as many different sources and ways of life and walks of life as possible is is really important. It also grounds people because people can get carried away and get highfalutin notions about themselves and that's rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think, yeah, you did a great job of that as well, like keeping, yeah, bring a lot of diversity of people into contact with us to kind of, and that's a great way of kind of showing potential patterns of behavior. And then, like you say, you know, it's up to the the kids if they want to um, take anything on, but you're kind of trusting in common sense there and, you know, having faith in them that what kind of, they'll find the music that works for them. They'll find the books that work for them and the, the kind of yeah. personality. Um, and yeah, we would, you know, like you love, you know, you know, kind of just meeting people and you're, you're very outgoing. And so you'd be, you know, yeah, it was kind of nice to, like you would be in contact with some people who are more well-known or whatever. Um, but it was always just like, yeah, they're just people. Um, and I think that's one thing like, cause uh, that I very precious thing I got from you is kind of realizing like um, I think some people have limitations put upon themselves. And I think maybe in Ireland, you had so many limitations put upon you that you kind of like the Hulk just like burst free of them. And we're like, you know, and then maybe um, that's where that kind of, you, you gained that maybe because of, I don't know, but, or maybe it was just native to you already, but. Um, no, no, I think, I think it might've been native, but unexplored. And, and yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I found Ireland in the early mid eighties, a very uh, dark reactionary, conservative, feudal society. And uh, there was no way that I could have had the career that, or life that I had if I, if I'd stayed in yeah. Ireland, I, I want to come back on one thing when you uh, where you talk about when we talk about the balance and yeah. the extent to which you kind of impose yourself. I think um, if you if you sit and read a book to Grace every night and get into the habit of mm. getting into the special um, confessional almost into a into a, a sacred space where you can get to with your child. And you do that by being present and being ever present and being always there and giving them your unswerving attention when you're in that position with them. I think um, uh, that that that's something which I think is 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 utterly valuable. And I know you you will do that because you love you're a great writer. You're a um, a huge um, consumer. You've got a huge appetite for for reading. For literature, mm -hmm. especially, yeah, and so I think I no doubt that you will do that. But from a fatherhood thing, from a parenting thing, getting into that really safe space with um, uh, with a child, making your child, making grace, yeah. and the kids that follow, uh, and to keep me um, posted on you know further developments, please. Um, thank you. Uh, that having the ability to get into that space with your children, which is a, a sort of a sacred space, is really, really important. 
The only way it can happen is through is through is through time and attention, and a shared you know shared you know respect. Yeah, uh, and I've no doubt you, you are a brilliant dad, and I think you will be a, a, an extraordinary dad to Grace because of your force of personality and and your your generosity of spirit, which are enormous, and Johannes just extraordinary I and mean, she's yeah. such a beautiful woman and she has got such a you know gorgeous demeanor you're pretty damn lucky you are and that baby is is very lucky to have you guys as parents very much to the list of um compliments you've thrown me i'd like to add one more which would be my my humility i think is a very important thing which maybe I've, I've always said that i just simply didn't want to raise it because i didn't want you uh, to I'm going to speak for seven or eight or nine minutes on humility, <laughs> uh, which is well known, and which is you which know, is um, humility, which has really been. I mean, you've spoken about that in, in I think round about forty four or fifty podcasts. So I mean, look, I I, I really yeah, feel it's I'm right. I'm too, more. Yeah. too much more. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think um, in all seriousness, seriousness though, I think that's a helpful thing. Like, which um, I should mention, which is like. I'm aware that like, yeah, of course I'm going to make mistakes. And I think this is something I want to talk about in another podcast soon, but um, also I'd like to talk to you about politics soon, by the way, in another podcast um, and the future of the world. But, um, but uh, that, you know, like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm aware I'm going to make mistakes. And so I think if you want to avoid making mistakes, you need to accept that you're going to make them. And then you're, you're no longer internally divided and you're no longer wasting energy on being tense about it. You can use that extra energy to deal with, you know, trying to be more competent. And so I'm kind of with Grace. I wish I, 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 I could have done a lot more of that. Yeah. A lot more. So I think, I, I think if you're very aware of that, I think that's an, an outstanding thing. Yeah. And, um, and yes. And so, we, you know, you do the best you can. And I think um, in a nutshell, what I, I want for her is to, you know, I want her to be her own person and to explore her own soul and you know in and experience herself and express herself experience life express life um and you know have a rich life um full of happiness and connection and all that um but i think i do want her grounded in tradition and i want her to kind of be well read i want her to you know have heard a lot of music i want her to kind of be a renaissance woman where she she is this you know, multi-talented, like multilingual, um, you know, um, Baba person, sorry, polymath. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then she doesn't, you know, need to stick with it. She doesn't want, but I think that's the thing, exposing them to that and having that um, rich, that foundation of just, you know, connection to the human story and that kind of cosmic perspective of like, you're here to enjoy yourself. But um, your and life is about enjoyment and joy. But you're also here to love, um, you know. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make, you know, as the Beatles put it. And so I think, and I think that's a beautiful thing to that to ground. I think these days kids maybe could benefit from having more structure. Something Jordan Peterson talks about, and part of that is understanding you're on a beautiful heroic quest to uplift the world because it's full of malevolence and suffering. And so if you've got that as a backdrop, 
then you can be less neurotic and more just like, yeah, I do my work to, to be responsible. And then within that, like I am as a father and then whatever's left over, that's, that's for you to enjoy. And, you know, so, um, but yeah, but, uh, I've got a, I've got, um, a, a quick final question for you before I yeah, please do. get out yeah. and battle, uh, battle the hordes in the center of Melbourne. Good. What, what type of music are you playing mm. to send Grace to sleep? <laughs> and of course, that's a trick question because embedded in that is the the tricky issue of whether you're playing her music to okay. send it. Well, I'm I'm playing her and singing her music, um, not just to send her to sleep, but just for you know, just to let her know that that's what life is. Life is music. Um, but um, which volume of your greatest hits are you um, are you taking most material? Volume one, two, three. Um, yeah, good question. Um, I think they're all great. I couldn't choose between them. Um, but no, I am there's like there's that humility thing again. Uh, humility kicks in. But um, I will. I've been making up songs. I'll just very. I always play a bit of music, so I'll just very quickly. We'll just play a tiny hook from the guitar here. Um, this is, you know, like she was like kind of crying. I was trying to, you know, chill her out. And so this is a little something, you know. Um, you know, I'm gonna make, you know, and it's um. Please come to me. Don't tell me your reality. Unless it's golden. Or I give you lead somehow. Alchemy is all I need. A family, baby, please. Ireland, Australia, Bohemia, everyone knows that. Jesus was a savior, but you are much more than that to me. <laughs> Something. <laughs> oh, well, that's from the heart. And in direct answer to your question, basically, I, I've, um, you know, I'm practicing Irish. So often I will sing to her in uh, Irish to practice my Irish well. So I'm also, I like the idea of her maybe um, connecting with that language and having that. So I, that's kind of like, and sometimes it's kind of, nonsense but i'm stretching my ability to think in irish by like i'll sing these like long i'll just slow down the words if i'm uh where do i go i'll just slow it down and uh, and then find another word so i'm kind of thinking while singing her lullabies in irish most of the time so and don't forget the lullabies are are available the the rock lullabies you can get volume 30 onwards at your head yeah yeah for a very so, very reasonable price um and dad um so thank you for joining me. Yeah, I know you've got to go and okay. take care of business as you uh, want to do. So um, any any final comments um, to those out there, maybe considering becoming a father or who have just become a father? Any final words? Uh, I, want to, I want to say this. I think you are remarkably lucky that we've been able to sit and talk for close to an hour and we haven't heard one baby scream as yeah. yet so that's that's quite extraordinary that's good and and don't change a bit jamie you're a magnificent uh, example of somebody who will be a great father is a great father already and a great partner to your fiance thank so you I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks yeah and uh, it would be great to to see you all and yeah uh, and 
give Grace the hug and the love that uh, we can can yeah. wait to deliver. And I'm very grateful. You've been a great father, and I think you're um, a great embodiment of that. You know, um, guiding, but then also like in balance with accepting. You know, and uh, so to any other fathers or would be fathers, I would say, yeah, kind of the same thing of um, accept yourself as you are, don't change, but then also change, you know, <laughs> like, you know, um, accept yourself as you are. And then from that foundation of relaxation, you can grow and encourage yourself to do what's needed. But, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm on the journey. We'll see how it uh, goes, do my best and enjoy it. As well, much I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be there shortly to mark the exam paper and, uh, to score you but uh, thank you i think it was extraordinary. well done very good all right so i'll talk to you soon dad thanks for joining take good care jamie all right see you everybody